This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I told you so. I told you that the speaker thing would work itself out. Um, Now we have a new one. Mike Johnson, Republican, of course, from Louisiana. He got 220 votes. um, So he's a new speaker. And right away, the left wing press, and I'm going to get into this more tomorrow because I got so much to tell you about tonight. They're hammering uh, Johnson about uh, election 2020. You know, it never ends. We have Senator Ron Johnson, no relation to Mike Johnson, going to analyze this and a few other things. Um, There's also a media display um, about the Donald Trump legal matter, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So as we reported yesterday, Jenna Ellis, former Trump attorney, Uh, pleaded guilty to a felony count in Georgia of aiding and abetting false statements in writing. And basically what uh, Ms. Uh, Ellis uh, admitted to doing was uh, telling Georgia um, elected officials false things to try to stop the electoral college certification of the presidential election. And that's what she did. Okay, so she got in trouble because the millions of people who were in the fraudulent election camp, and this holds to this day, believe what they want to believe, led by their leader, Donald Trump, who wanted to believe the election was a fraud. Still, to this day, he wants to believe that. And he has a perfect right to believe that. And so do the people who support that. You have a perfect right to believe that the election was a fraud. But you can't say it's true. You see, there's a difference between belief and truth. Under the Constitution, you can have all kinds of beliefs. But if you're going to make direct accusations that a presidential election was a fraud, you got to be able to back it up, particularly if you try to influence people to change that election. Are you with me now? So Donald Trump cannot be charged with believing the election was not honest. Can't be charged with that. He can be charged and has been with trying to interfere. And that that is a fuzzy word, interfere. You gotta you gotta prove it's true. So all day yesterday and early this morning, I had to go through the Mark Meadows situation. 
Mark Meadows, as you remember, was the White House chief of staff under Trump, 21 and 20. He was in there uh, less than two years, but a very influential man at the time. All right, he's a former congressman from North Carolina, uh, 64 years old, and I really have never met him, but I thought he did a competent job. Now, he was charged with these similar charges to Jenna Ellis. He made a deal. The government's not going to prosecute him, all right, and then he'll tell the government everything that he knows about this Georgia situation, okay, and other situations. That's the deal. He can say anything he wants about Donald Trump, Mark Meadows. I mean, the the media uses the word flip and this and that, but it's all hearsay unless he can prove it because Trump's going to deny it. You can't, Meadows has got to have more. Now, in this country with due process blowing up, press didn't care about that. Not one whit. They've already convicted Trump. The liberal press has already convicted him. And they want to, because that's what they want to believe. It's the same thing in a reverse cycle. But as far as the legal ramifications of this, Mark Meadows goes in and says, well, I told Donald Trump that it was uh, not a fraudulent election. I told Donald Trump it was not a fraudulent election. I told him it wasn't. And the reason I said that was because I have asked all the principals, and I did, and you know that because you follow me. All right, let's see what you got. They had nothing. It's exactly the same that cost Fox News a billion dollars. So they ran around saying that the voting machines are fraudulent, and they weren't. Or if they were, nobody can come up with any kind of evidence to prove it. You can't do that. So when I'm listening to all this flipping and flopping and this one and that one, it's all BS. But the press loves it. They love it. They want to destroy Trump. Now, here's what I said on News Nation last night with Chris Cuomo. Go. How big a deal is it to you if Meadows and three of the attorneys go bad on Trump? Uh, How would they go bad? By making assertions that he knew what uh, he was promoting was false and that he either through them directly or indirectly uh, tried to manipulate public officials uh, to serve his cause. Well, I'm not going to speculate on that. Why would I do that? That would be irresponsible. If somebody has proof that Donald Trump did what Jenna Ellis did, tried to dissuade somebody from certifying an electoral vote, and they bring in hard evidence to show that Trump did it, then Trump's going to get convicted. Because elections don't work on hard evidence. Uh, They work on feelings more than facts, and speculation is the name of the game. Well, then he's Uh, not going to get convicted. Right. If if emotion is, and that's what it's all about right now. Right now, things could change. So the point of the matter is that, and I've said this probably too much, I'm probably too repetitive in this area, due process in America does not exist anymore, which is why I wrote Killing the Witches, The cancel culture has obliterated it, and the media is gleeful about that. Whatever the media wants, the media is going to try to get. They don't care. You just heard Cuomo admit it. Oh, elections, it's all about emotion. All right, but you don't convict people of a crime based on emotion. 
Now, Ms. Ellis admitted what, that she did it. Trump's not going to do that. All right. Okay, Joe Biden uh, been busy spending our money uh, in addition to the big dinner tonight. Um, last 2023 fiscal year just end. The government goes October to October. Wait, ready? The Biden administration spent $6.13 trillion. Record, nobody's ever come close. Okay? The government took in $4 trillion. Four hundred forty-four million, two million deficit in the hole. Now Biden goes out and says, "I'm the deficit cutter." Remember that? How many sound bites? I'll play one for tomorrow. Okay, I'm the deficit. I cut the deficit, record deficit. What does he care? Biden doesn't care. He's going to be dead by the time this comes back to collapse the U.S. economy. It's not going to happen overnight, but it'll happen unless Congress passes a balanced budget amendment and there's not one Democrat in the country who vote for that. Not one. So Biden just spends and spends and spends and spends. And a lot of it's just wasted. Doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't do anything. But why does he care? He's, he has to buy votes. Democratic Party has to buy as many votes as they can to even be competitive next November. Anti-Israel, pro-Hamas protests. Brooklyn, New York. All right, 19 protesters arrested. Disorderly conduct, resisting arrest. A lot of younger people. This happened Saturday. Roll the tape. They don't get how powerful be rich. Move, cops, get out the way! Now, there was a lot of interaction between the police and the protesters. So there were some Arabs and people who have relatives in Gaza there, but most of these were activists, communists, you know, people who show up for George Floyd, everything. Tear the system down. But 5,000 is a big crew. Virtue signaling celebrities, they're, you know, not uncommon. So the artist for a ceasefire on Friday sent a message to President Biden, quote, we urge your administration, all world leaders to honor all the lives in the Holy Land, call for and facilitate a ceasefire without delay and end to the bombing of Gaza and the safe release of hostages, unquote. Okay, this letter was signed by Alyssa Milano. She's the big uh, due process denier, Andrew Garfield, Kate Blanchett, Channing Tatum, Dua Lipa, Joaquin Phoenix, John Cusack, John Stewart, Kristen Stewart, Michael Moore, and others. Okay? Well, let's look at this. So, uh, ceasefire in Gaza. What would that, uh, what would that mean? Did the United States have a ceasefire after 9-11? Did we say, oh, you know, we know there's going to be some collateral damage for us trying to destroy Al-Qaeda, but so we'll have a ceasefire. Well, not even going to deal with them, right? Do we do that? Mm, no. We destroyed Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Killing the Killers is a book if you want to know how that happened. So if you had a ceasefire today, 
That means no more military action by Israel in Gaza. That means that Hamas can operate openly and do it again, right? No weapons caches seized, no uh, Hamas terrorists arrested or killed, not to cease fire. And somehow the artists for ceasefire, safe release of the hostages. Well, what are we going to do over there? Uh, Alyssa Milano, you're going to go over and get them? They're going to give the hostages to you? It's Hamas is holding the 200 people, right? Safe release, who's, who's going to do that? So this is, again, virtue signaling with no frame of reference, no common sense. Now, I don't think these are bad people. Some of them are. <laughs> yeah, some of them are. Um, but they just do this because it makes them feel good about themselves. I mean, they obviously don't have any relatives in Israel where 1,500 innocent people were slaughtered. No, no, let's have a ceasefire. I'm not a warmonger, but you got to destroy Hamas. Physically destroy them just like we did to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Am I wrong? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Time is our most precious asset, and many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, you might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course Gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential for safeguarding our liberties. Visit hillsdale.edu bill to register. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, let's go to uh, domestic politics. I hate to. So tonight, pretty late, um, 6.30, 
nine Republicans behind closed doors are going to tell other Republicans um, why they should be Speaker of the House. Okay. Who are these people? Emma of Minnesota, Hearn of Oklahoma, Scott of Georgia, Johnson of Louisiana, Bergman of Michigan, Donalds of Florida, Mauser of Pennsylvania, Sessions of Texas, and Palmer of Alabama. I know nothing about any of them. I don't follow any political party like that. But it is just an embarrassment for the Republican Party. And Democrats love this because Democrats have nothing to run on next year. Nothing. What have you done? What have you made better in this country? We have social disorder everywhere. We have financial hardship everywhere. We have record spending that sooner or later is going to collapse the economy. What are you running on if you're a Democrat? What? They have nothing. Except the Republicans can't even get a Speaker of the House. Now, joining us now in New York is a guy who spent 28 years in the House of Representatives, Peter King, representing the South Shore of Long Island. Give me an overview on this, first of all, all right? A lot of people, they don't follow this. Why did Kevin McCarthy get the boot? Well, Bill, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, there's no logical reason at all. Kevin McCarthy was doing the very best he could. He has 221 Republicans, and you need 217 or 218 uh, votes to get anything through the House. And he has to deal with a wide range of uh, Members of Congress, uh, people from Long Island, people from upstate New York, as well as people from Mississippi and Alabama. And his job is to uh, unite them as much as they can, as he can, to uh, get uh, legislation passed. And to do that, for instance, to keep the government open, he had to work out a spending bill with the Democrats, which would get enough Republicans and enough Democrats, and he did that. Uh, and so he was accused of collaborating with the uh, with the enemy, with the Democrats. That was the excuse they used, but it was really, he had the support of 96% of the Republicans. There was only eight Republicans went against him, led by Matt Gates. And to me, it was irresponsible. They had no substitute or alternative candidate. And uh, this is the first time in the history of the country that a Speaker of the House has been removed. And you would think there'd be some cause for it, not just disagreeing on whether or not they should have had a bipartisan solution a bipartisan solution to keeping the government open. So right. this was a power play with no no concern for the consequences. Do you know Gates? I was with him, I guess, for the last four years. I was in Congress. Uh, I was there with Gates. Uh, I always considered him to be a flake, to be a strange guy on the outside. And now being away from it, it's hard for me to believe that Matt Gates was the one who uh, brought down a speaker of the House of Representatives for the first time in history. I mean, he's not a serious player, sort of a gadfly. He loves getting attention. And uh, I didn't know anyone who was really close to him down in Congress. He was one of those guys sitting, you know, sitting in the back of the room uh, telling jokes. That's that's my impression of uh, Matt Well, Gates. he says, and the other seven that went along with him, is that conservative Republicans are demanding fiscal responsibility mm -hmm. and to make a deal with the other party, the Democrats, who obviously are not responsible fiscally, mm -hmm. is a sellout. That's Gates's position. Is there any validity to that? No, there isn't. I'll tell you why. Listen, if, if Kevin McCarthy had a Republican Senate and a Republican president, then they could make uh, much more progress than they did. The fact is, that the uh, Democrats control the White House, uh, they control the Senate, 
And uh, Kevin McCarthy, to me, was making the best deals that he could. They were incremental, but he was making steady progress. And uh, if, if it was such a difference having Kevin there rather than having a Democratic speaker. Was he, he was able to block a lot of Democratic legislation. And using that, he was able to make some some progress on you know different spending bills. He was able to get a, uh, a, a, a border security bill through the House. Uh, he got some inside crime legislation through the House. The reality is that the Democrats control almost all the levers of uh, government, the Senate, the White yeah. House, and they're within four, four but members Gates of says, controlling look, the then House. We sh- Gates says, well, then we should blow everything up. If they have that power, we should just blow it up, shut it down. And that's his posture, correct? It is, and it's totally irresponsible. I mean, there's right. a real role, whether people like the Congress or not, it has a Why role didn't... to play, and now we see it with Israel. We have to be voting on Aid, aid measures for Israel, among other things. All right. Three Republicans on Long Island, where we are, voted against Jim Jordan. Why? Uh, the main reason would be that he has shown a real antipathy to New York. He voted against 9-11 health care legislation. He voted against aid to Sandy. And uh, also, uh, some of the tactics that were used indicated that he may be leaning too much toward the Matt Gates wing of the party. For instance, the uh, threatening phone calls started coming in once Jordan became the nominee. And uh, there was, it was a strong feeling that more could have been done to stop that. There was none of that uh, uh, with McCarthy, none of that with Scalise, but suddenly with Jordan, they were getting uh, politically threatening phone calls, which was one thing, but also physically threatening Did- phone calls. And somebody turned that on. Support, Did the election uh, have anything to do with that, that uh, Jordan uh, voted to decertify the electoral count? Did that have anything to do with it? It certainly did uh, with some Republicans, and you know, including the ones on uh, Long Island, where uh, you know, it's more of a blue-collar conservative attitude rather than this uh, holier-than-now. And uh, even though uh, Trump actually did, uh, even in 2020, he carried Suffolk, almost carried Nassau, he carried both of them in 2016, but this uh, uh, Long Island does not believe that the election was stolen. They think there were okay. probably irregularities. Well, why did the guy that, from Louisiana lose? Steve Scalise, he was considered uh, too too close to McCarthy, I believe. That's the way I, as I said, okay. he was considered part of the. Uh, so so now, now it's nine guys wanted. Give me a quick yeah. prediction on what you think is going to happen. Quick. Okay, I think the best would be Tom Emmer, who's right now the whip. He's from Minnesota. He's a solid Republican, understands you got to bring people together. Uh, but Trump is against him, so that could be uh, enough to keep him out. Other than that, Bill, I have no idea where this is going. I talk to people in Congress all the time. No one sees an end to this, which is really tragic. It certainly is. Not good for the country. Peter King, thanks very much. We really appreciate your time today. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs, 
dot com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's a h s dot com slash bill. Fifty dollars off any plan. American Home Shield protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, we went over the House Speaker thing. Uh, Again, uh, Mike Johnson, uh, Louisiana, Steve Scalise is from Louisiana, and Johnson, conservative man. Um, I think Trump did endorse him, uh, and that was big. Um, So I want a guy who uh, give me a perspective on a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, fortunately, we uh, forged a nice relationship with Senator Ron Johnson from uh, Wisconsin, swing state. And he joins us now uh, from Washington. He is a permanent, he's a member, a ranking member on the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, which is, of course, you know, the Bidens and their finances. First of all, reaction to the new House Speaker. Well, Bill, well, I'm glad they do have a speaker now. Uh, I figured they'd eventually sort it out. It uh, took a little while, but uh, now they have a speaker. Uh, I would say the problems in the House really have not set us back at all because, you know, we're we're still uh, here, you know, fiddling like Nero as Rome burns here in the Senate. We're not exactly the rocket docket, so we're not passing anything. We're barely voting on on a minibus appropriation bill, starting to vote on some amendments. So again, it was it was messy. Uh, it was it was somewhat unfortunate, but it looks like they found a cons- consensus pick, and I'm looking forward to uh, working with the new speaker to start addressing the very serious challenges facing this nation. All right. He's not your little brother or anything, right? Do you know no. him at all? Do you know him? No, I haven't haven't worked with the, the speaker. Uh, I've seen him do questioning and hearings. Seems very intelligent, very articulate. Uh, obviously, he was consensus picked by the House. So I've, I've got confidence in my uh, Republican uh, colleagues in the House who have picked a good, good man. Okay. Um, one of the first things that's going to come up is the spending to keep the government open. The same old merry-go-round that you guys are always on every two or three months. Israel, Biden wants to give Israel an enormous amount of money. Would you vote yes for that? Well, right now the, the debate is, do we do this as a big package where we include you know three or four different elements? Uh, I think it's pretty strong consensus within our conference, the Republican conference, to treat Israel separately. Uh, there's strong bipartisan support. It would pass almost overwhelmingly, almost unanimously in the Senate, probably in the House as well, 
You know, we don't know where this thing is going. You know, if it's strictly uh, limited to Gaza, there's a certain level of uh, support that you need to provide Israel. If if there's a northern front that opens up with Hezbollah, you know, it really it's uh, Katie bar the door. Uh, we're seeing uh, drone attacks on U.S. Uh, you know, bases where U.S. personnel are. We just got word from the administration some U.S. Uh, service members were uh, injured, for, you know, fortunately, slightly injured. They're, they're all back on duty, apparently, uh, in a drone attack, I believe, in a Syrian base. So we don't know what's going to happen when, you know, Israel finally starts to ground attack into, uh, into Gaza. No, nobody knows. But you may be looking at something completely different here. You're generally favorable to funding uh, Israel and giving them American taxpayer dollars so they could defend themselves. Would that be inaccurate? I, uh, yes, I, I think the vast majority of members of Congress are Democrat and Republican. Okay. And I wouldn't so let's not mess that. it up with the controversial items. All right. Now, Ukraine, um, if the United States were to stop funding it, Putin would win uh, because the only thing keeping Putin at bay are American weapons and money flowing into that country, which is historically corrupt, as you know. Um, what about Ukraine? Well, whether you agree or disagree with more support for Ukraine, it's, it's more controversial. And certainly, there are an awful lot of uh, Americans who are wondering why Biden is more concerned about Ukraine's border than our own southern border. So this might be an opportunity when you have now they Hamas the two day, days of rage, the, the potential of uh, terrorists coming across the southern border you know, there will be a big effort to attach true border security to any uh, aid package to Ukraine. I think most yeah. Americans, most members of Congress, highly sympathetic with the people, the courageous people of Ukraine. Uh, but we're also very sympathetic with Americans, the drug trafficking, the terror. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows the problem. Right. Now, the polls show that the vast majority of Americans, 70 percent, um, don't want the open border. They think this migrant uh, invasion is bad for the country. Yet Biden won't do anything to stop it. So the prevailing wisdom on the right is that Biden's a captive to the far left progressive money men, all right, that fund his campaign. And I, I don't know whether you saw it, but we laid that out last week. Jeffrey Katzenberg is in charge of all the fundraising. He's a big Hollywood mogul. Soros is pumping money in there. A whole bunch of other Steve Jobs' widow, massive amounts of money going into the Biden campaign. So Biden's not going to do anything to alienate that far left money. That's why he's ignoring the border totally. Do you buy that? I don't know what his motives, but he's absolutely for an open border. And his Democrat uh, uh, henchmen in the Senate and the House are completely backing him up. Uh, so we need to secure our border. Uh, as I said, when Hamas is calling for days of rage, 1.7 million known Godaways, we don't know who these people are, but you think there might be a terrorist or two included in that. So uh, what Biden has asked for in, in his supplemental package is something like $13 billion for what they call border security. It's not border security. It's going to actually increase illegal Yeah, to get more people in and process. rapid dispersion. Right. Yeah, you know, it's a joke. So this will be the one opportunity where where we can withhold cloture on the overall package, split out support for Israel, uh, and demand a real debate and real border security being passed. All right. So let me just recoup. It's a little complicated. One, Israel should be a part because that is a ongoing, urgent situation to protect the Israeli people. You support the American dollar going over to help that. Two, Ukraine 
and the border should be tied in. If you're going to uh, continue funding Ukraine, then the Biden administration has to seal up the border. Do I have it right? Yeah, and again, that's the only way we're going to get real. No, I, I agree. I mean, the guy is, no. I, I don't know how anybody could vote for Joe Biden. And I mean that in a non-ideological way. I mean, the man is just unbelievable. And coming at it from a historian's point of view, I know how these presidents perform. All right, final thing is you are way, Bill, let, Bill let, let, let me just add, there are ways of tying this with metrics. So you can, you, if, if, if Ukraine needs funding sooner, we can start doing it in tranches based on metrics of actually securing the border. You know, watching the number of illegals come down, watching him implement return to Mexico, watching him, uh, you know, or demanding that he in, institute a, a much higher standard than credible fear. So there's, there's ways of doing this intelligently. Sure. Trump did it. I mean, he did it. Oh, yeah. Remain in Mexico. You know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, he did it. Okay. Final question, subcommittee on investigations, you're on that committee. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. All right, so we had a little bit of a headline that Jim Biden wrote a check to his brother Joe Biden for 200,000 uh, soon after Joe Biden left the vice presidency. But now we hear that was a repayment of a loan, which wouldn't be a smoking gun. So if Joe lent Jim 200K and then Jim's just paying it back, that's not illegal. However, this has been shrouded now, the Hunter Biden thing, by the chaos in the House. Can you give my audience tonight any semblance of where this investigation is heading? Well, first of all, Joe Biden should show the loan document between himself and his brother. You know, loaning somebody 20 bucks is different than 200,000. Uh, so, you know, the, the House has to subpoena, and they are subpoenaing, all of the Biden family bank records. You know, Senator Grassley and I, we, we showed the money flowing in from so foreign sources into the labyrinth of companies designed to money launder under Hunter Biden, but we didn't have the subpoena power at the time, didn't have the time to, you know, track down all of the other bank accounts for the Bidens, you know, where it went into. Where does Joe have his bank accounts? I mean, all, all right, in America. So this, some this is and active. So that's the real. And you feel, because last time you were on a program, you said it's not going to end well for President Biden. You still believe that? Oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, we're, J James Comer, uh, they're doing a great job of filling in the, the, the puzzle pieces, and it just looks more and more okay. and more corrupt. Uh, one thing, and I mentioned this to you in the summer when we spoke, um, yesterday, the U.S. attorney in California, Estrada, testified in front of Jordan's committee, but it was secret behind closed doors. Still haven't gotten anything there. If you get something and you want to tell my audience, I'm happy to have you. OK, I'd love to know what that is. But more importantly, in my independent investigation is um, Graves, the U.S. attorney in D.C., who refused to cooperate with Weiss in Delaware, as did Estrada. They refused to cooperate. No matter what Merrick Garland says, he's not telling the truth. Those two men would not cooperate. Graves' wife, Fatima Graves, has visited the White House 28 times. Her husband sits a few doors down in the Justice Department from Merrick Garland. So, I mean, I'd like to hear why Fatima is in that White House 28 times. I don't know about you, but I would really like to when her husband's up to his neck in this kind of th investigation. It's a very small, corrupt world within the Democratic elites. And, I mean, l l let's face it, the fact of the matter that 
these individuals working collectively and in, in harmony allowed the statute of limitations to expire on the most serious tax evasion charges. You know, Chairman Wyden is always talking about wealthy tax cheats. Well, they've, they've got the, the son of their, their president of their party, a wealthy tax sheet. And now we're finding out that, uh, again, they're getting supposedly loans from a rich yeah. lawyer. It's right. To pay, to pay off the, again, it's just corrupt. It's obviously corrupt. It's just not obvious to the mainstream media. But the big one is, did President Biden derive money from his son's grifting? That's it. Senator Johnson, thanks very much. We look forward to talking to you again soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let's get to Maine. Every three or four months, some maniac goes out and guns down innocent Americans for no reason. Every three or four months after it happens, the left comes out and wants to ban all guns. That's the goal for the progressive left, uh, ban all guns. So as a historian, I know that's impossible because the Second Amendment is not going to be overturned. It's there. And it was put there by the founding fathers on a vote, by the way, in Philadelphia. And that's part of killing the witches. You know, we take you right into that constitutional convention over the religion issue. But everything was done there. And the uh, leaders of our country back then, Benjamin Franklin and Madison and Jefferson and everybody else, they knew that Americans needed to protect themselves because the government could not. OK, the federal government, and the state governments in 17, I don't know, what was it? 78 to 83 in that range, they couldn't protect anybody. So individuals had to protect themselves. And that's why the words well-regulated militia are in the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia, a local group, okay, that come together to defend the area in which they live with firearms. But how else are you going to defend it? They start there. Now, there are more than 300 million firearms in the United States. Why so many? Because in our push west, from the Appalachian Mountains to California and Oregon and Washington State, there were hostile factors everywhere. Okay, animals, criminals, Native Americans fighting for their own land. Everywhere you looked, if you were part of that movement west, you had to have a firearm. Had to. And that tradition of firearms took root. Now, on the East Coast, we had that, but not quite as intense. 
but you still have a firearm if you were in Maine with the Abenaki Indians or Florida, the Seminoles, they, they didn't like all this. And there were battles all the time. Okay, so now we're in 2023 and we have a tremendous violent society and most of the murders are done with guns. So we have a gun problem. Now, people on the right who don't want any modification of gun laws say it's not a gun problem, it's a human being problem, which is true. You put the gun in the safe, gun can't shoot anybody. But it's a little more complicated than that. So at the federal level, you're not going to be able to ban guns, even though the progressives don't understand that, and they don't care, and they're going to throw it out. At the state level, you can modify this violence, okay, on the lone nut front. Now, I've already gone over what you do with the criminals. Our uh, law enforcement justice department will not take that action. If you are a criminal and you use a gun to commission of a crime, it should be mandatory federal prison time. They won't do it. Okay, that's on them. Now, Maine is a great example. Rural state, one of my favorite states. I know it very, very well. Hunting is big there. Outdoors, everybody is, you know, even during the winter when it's cold. It is not a rural society. Biggest town is Portland, Maine, which is a gentle town. Not a lot of drug gangs or any of that in Maine. But there are just as many insane people per capita as there are in California. Insane people are everywhere. And this guy, his name is Robert Card. I'm convicting him, but we got him on videotape shooting, murdering these people. So I think I can do that. All right. He kills at least 18 people for no reason. And some of them are children. All right. So probably he'll be caught by the time I'm talking to you. Again, we tape in the late afternoon. He ran away. Now, he uh, was in the U.S. Army Reserve, this guy. And the Army flagged his mental state. And this summer, he was put in um, a mental facility for three weeks or four weeks. I mean, his whole story will unfold. But then he got out because we don't have the capacity to keep people who are unstable in detention. We don't have it. Doesn't exist. Now, you can get a court order from a psychiatrist, but apparently this guy got let out and then he killed all these people. So a guy named Mike Brown, who's the coach of the Sacramento Kings, really took this whole thing personally. Here's what he said. Go. It's a sad day for our country. It's a sad day in this world. And until we decide to do something about it, the powers that be, this is going to keep happening. And our kids aren't going to be able to enjoy what the United States is about because we don't know how to fix a problem that's right in front of us. There is no fix to the problem, coach. And I admire the coach. There's no fix to the problem. You're going to have mentally ill people commit violence and there's nothing in a free society or even in a totalitarian society the government can do about it. Nothing. The government can make it harder to get a heavy duty weapon. But that's a state by state decision, not a federal decision. All right. You can pass federal legislation to ban certain things like a mortar, like a bazooka. All right. But when it comes to high capacity rifles, it's a little more problematic.
but each state can pass public safety laws. And Maine is a lot different than New York. In New York, you can't have a everybody carry law because there are 16 million people in the New York City metropolitan area. You can't have people, anybody carrying. All right, you just can't. But in Maine, you can have a lean and carry law because you know, hardly have anybody there. It's a state by state public safety decision by the legislature. That is democracy. So, you know, all, you know, the coaches, well, we, like there's some magic wand here. There isn't a magic wand. You can do it on the criminal front. If you make gun crimes, mandatory federal penitentiary situations, you'll cut that. But not the lone nut. You can't do anything about it. Unsolvable problem. Final thought of the day, Halloween Tuesday. Big holiday Halloween weekend. A lot of people watching scary movies. The scariest movie ever is The Exorcist, 1973. I write about it in Killing the Witches. The true story of The Exorcist. 13-year-old boy in Maryland, okay? Anyway, if you're going to watch a, a horror movie, that's the one to watch or re-watch. We'll take. Mrs. McNeil. Yes. I'm Father Mary. Is Father Karras here? Yes. Father? Father Karras. It's an honor to meet you, Father. All right. The real boy who was possessed by the devil was named Ronald Hunkler, 13 years old. In the book and movie, they changed it to him to a girl to make more sympathetic. When you see what we have compiled, Martin Dugard and I, about Ron Hunkler and all the exorcists, there were eight of them, three-month ordeal. Psychiatrists, doctors, a lot of them were unbelievers, non-believers. And the reason that we brought this into Killing the Witches is if you are a witch, you are possessed by a demon, the devil. You're in concert with the devil. That exists today. And that's why we use Ron Hunkler. It is simply a, an astounding story, all right? So, Killing Witch's best Halloween book ever. And you'll learn a lot about history, your country, and demonic possession. And if you don't believe, this is a good book to read, because we documented everything. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the News Spin News, new column on Sunday. We'll see you again on Monday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.